1: Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
2: No purchase necessary. VGW Group.
3: Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this mini-sode of Mama's Talking Loud. I'm Kara Cooper. And I'm Jessica Rush. And today, we
1: are talking with Artistic Director Megan Finn and Managing Producer Danielle King from The Tank. The Tank is a home to emerging artists from a wide variety of disciplines, including theater, comedy, dance, film, music, puppetry, and storytelling. Each year, they serve over 2,500 artists, present over 1,000 performances, and welcome
3: 36,000 audience members into their space on 38th Street in New York City. And of course, both Megan and Danielle are mothers of small children, and since the beginning of COVID-19, they have been working from home to continue to support their artists via CyberTank and so many other programs. We are unbelievably impressed by the work they are doing, and we cannot wait for you to hear more. Welcome Megan Finn and Danielle King.
2: Thank you so much for joining us thanks Hello. for having us thanks for having us
3: we kick off every episode asking about our kids um because we think we never get asked that so we'll, let's start with that and then we'll dive into the tank oh my gosh see what i did there diving into the tank <laughs> I <had> no idea <laughs> so tell us about your children
2: well, I just wanted to say that I'm today is a very special day because I'm wearing a shirt that is like, <laughs> like a like a work shirt, and I I put on makeup, uh, and it's just a very special day for me because it's the first day that I've had a single hour of childcare in six months. That's <gasps> amazing. So, yeah, no family. We've been my husband and I work full time, and so today they, our boys started with their little school pod and i don't even know what to do with myself but um i have a four-year-old son named isaac and a six-year-old son named liam
1: oh
2: wow and it's your first day of freedom <laughs> it is <my> first day.
1: <laughs> amazing
2: you look fabulous thank you thank you
0: uh, and I, I have um, two girls um, a six year old named Emmeline. We call her Emmy. And a two and a half year old. That's right. I did the ages right. Yeah. Two and a half year old <laughs> uh, named uh, Rosalind. We call her Rosie. Oh, oh
1: I love Rosalind. It it's interesting that Shakespeare. Of course, That's I am. Exactly. Um,
0: <laughs> yes, Actually, there's also a very prominent, um, I think a physicist um, who I think I think if I remember the story correctly, probably should have gotten a Nobel Prize, but was, you know, robbed of that recognition. Mm-hmm. Um, so strong right. women. Yep. That was kind of what we were going for.
1: Yeah. No, I love it. And I have, we. my daughter has a friend named Rosalind and they call her Roz. So I <laughs> just love like the nicknames that can go with, you know, different names. That is Danielle. Danielle has two girls and Megan. I'm just clarifying it because we can see them, but you guys can't. So <laughs> <laughs> two boys, I love that. It's two of each.
2: Yeah. We kind of, you know, when we're in the office, we we're going through a lot of the similar, and even in, now when we're in our virtual office, we're going through a lot of the similar, you know, things because both of our oldest are, are going into, uh, into remote learning and, the, and, and we're all kind of navigating the same thing. So kind of compare notes. Boys remember,
0: remember before. No,
2: no, I don't. I absolutely don't. Well,
0: but remember when we, we talked about the fact that um, you were, this year was going to mark this September was going to mark Megan, your entry into non double pickups and drop off. Yes. And I was so, Jeff, the double pickup and the double drop off are just brutal, brutal.
1: And look at us now. Yeah, look at all of <laughs> no, us.
2: And that no no really pickups and drop offs. Yeah. What I wouldn't give for a pickup. I drop know. Off. I'll go. Would, I'd go the distance now. Yeah.
0: Totally. <laughs> all I want is a double pickup and drop off right now. I'm like, uh.
2: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, ladies, can you
1: take us back and tell us a little bit about the tank and how? Yeah, you know, what, what work you guys do during uh, non-COVID times, just so that our audience is
2: aware. So uh, my name is Megan Finn, and I'm the artistic director of The Tank. And The Tank is a nonprofit arts presenter and producer. Our mission is to remove the economic barriers from the creation of new work by emerging artists. Uh, we work with uh, over 2,500 artists a year. Um, typically on over a thousand performances. Uh, A big part of what we do is provide free rehearsal and performance space to artists that are just getting started. And so we've seen a lot of artists that come to New York City, need a place where they can afford to produce their work, and um, we kind of give them their their first break.
3: I love that. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean... You are there to support these emerging artists doing this incredible work. How did lockdown go for you? How was the thought process of being like, we have this calendar of live events at our space on 38th street. How are we going to move forward and transfer that into this virtual world, which you did um, through the cyber tank and your annual gala and pride fest uh, you guys, you need to check out their website. They have a weekly virtual variety show plus a full calendar of events. So how did that transition go for you? Um, and then we'll talk a little bit about how you managed to do it all while parenting your small children, but we'll get to that part.
0: <laughs> well, it was, It. Was, I think the thing about this whole, the beginning of that experience was it was so sudden um, and, and, and the, the kind of change and everything was so was so sudden. And then the the loss was so acute in terms of Megan, what was the final total of shows that you had to email projects that you had to email and say, you know, we're first it was like, we don't think we're gonna do this uh for the next month. And then it was like, no, actually we think this is gonna be a longer thing. And like it just keeps going.
2: Through the end of our fiscal year, it was 273, uh, performances. Oh, we canceled. oh my God. Um, oh, that
1: breaks my heart like over and over again. It's just, it's hard enough to have a nonprofit in New York city, I think, right. Particularly in theater and bring to light all the new artists. And it's such a vital part of our community and something that we take for granted. I think a lot of the time and what that must've meant for you guys ugh, is just heartbreaking
2: we were really um concerned in the immediate about our artists um the artists had had lost everything cuz not only their performances but um first you know many of the artists were working in the you know restaurant uh industry so that went away um they didn't have a way to uh earn income they lost their their home their space you know the tank is really a community art space <laughs> i describe it we we're, we have so many artists there it's like it's like working in a production of noises off every day is what i say <laughs> 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 because you're backstage and there's just people coming in and out with different props and costumes and it's just this crazy wild energy i mean new york is still alive every every sense of new york is always still alive in the backstage of the tank and where our offices are and um, so they lost their space they lost their community and then they lost the very thing that they do right Um, they couldn't they could no longer have a group of people come together uh to to uh experience their work so danielle might can talk about it but we were really impressed because our community of artists kind of immediately came together and and cybertank was really born
0: of that yeah it it, it built up oh hey sorry hold on remote real life learning. real life remote real learning, learning. <laughs> you don't mind <laughs> you have to go attend to homeroom zoom i'll be right back i'm so sorry <laughs>
2: okay I'm guessing that was (laughs) Emmeline yes that's Emmy she's she's a bright spot in our in our staff zooms she comes in with a big smile and just takes over the whole zoom so love her she's okay all right um it's real life mama it's
1: It's
0: all good this is exactly what is happening every yeah every 45 minutes at, at a on a good day um yeah, so Cybertank. So it just it it came it kind of originated very organically as just a desire from um some of our kind of uh regular resident artists and our staff to have a place virtually to come together on a weekly basis. And it started as kind of like a, a gathering space for like public sharing and trying to process what was happening to everyone so it it started to be based around like certain questions um, or certain themes Um, and then very quickly there was a real desire for people to um, not only come together and see short form work based on a theme and feel like they could extend like their community extended into this digital space but also to make experiment and make work um, for this particular digital frame that um, is not film it's not theater it's not uh, you know it's it's completely different. Um, and so yeah our you know we we work with a lot of emerging artists and creativity you know everyone everyone handles trauma and difficult times differently and for some people, Creative practice is like the way that they move through it and stay grounded for other people, not. And so, we've found that there were a lot of people who were um, yearning to have a platform for whatever it is that they were making and feeling in that moment. Um, And we've found that our audiences also are craving that as well.
1: Thank goodness, right? (laughs) I mean, it's like I, I think the awareness and the awakening of people to realize just how important live performance and theater and the arts are to our experience as humans you know that that i think there's a an appreciation that's coming into play um did you guys with all that when when it first happened and everyone came together there was this rush of energy and activity obviously of wanting to make and create and continue on have you noticed because i noticed within myself i pulled away like my husband and i are both actors and we just we couldn't do, I couldn't bring myself to do anything. I saw everyone else doing things and I felt pressure, but I thought I can't do it. But there's definitely now been, um, a, you know, the energy has tapered off some. So have you noticed that there was so much at the beginning and is it harder for you now to have people continue to fill
2: these spots or people just still wanting to get all their work out? Definitely. There was that push in the beginning. There was a lot of conversation about what what people should do um i wrote a piece that was in american theater that was really just me it started out as a post on social media that but it was really just me thinking about the artists and the and what they were going through in that moment and wanting to say to them listen you're okay if you need to stop making art art the making is not who you are you can be you we we need something else from your body right now your body
1: <laughs> Sorry,
2: that <Megan> just <laughs> okay. made me start crying. <laughs> um, we need something else from your body right now. Your body needs to be, uh, protecting of others, and and so what? So now is a time to 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 experience life in the way that you can by exploring other, letting yourself absorb literature or, or some or visual art or from from your home. You know, you need to find a way to get through. Um, and then I think with all of this, it's really about when you're ready, right? And I think right now, as we've seen kind of the press start to embrace virtual programming, some people are ready now, you know, and they're coming to us and saying, you know what? I've been sitting on the sidelines for the last six months and now I'm ready and I want to, and we're the place where people can come and get and start figuring it out because it's a, I'm a director and I'm telling you, it's a totally different thing to do this online it's a such a different space and it's and you know what there are silver linings like you're rehearsing from your home so i cut you from a call and you're like cool i'm going to go make a sandwich you know i don't to, you know there's cer- certain things that are that that just emerge from the experience but um but i think we've seen now that and i think the projects are getting bigger now they're getting more kind of robust and we're and we're finding new forms because people are like, oh, people are actually paying attention and the press is starting to write about it. And um, so yeah. I think there's room I for everybody's it, feelings, basically. Absolutely. I, I mean, I
3: had a similar experience to Jessica. We both pulled away, like you literally just went into like a cocoon of self-protection and preservation. Um, but I think it's really interesting that you're saying that there's, you know, kind of this more emerging interest. And I think it's because the longevity of this is really becoming mm-hmm. fact. And in the beginning, it was like, what can we put out there quickly? How can we continue to create? And now it's the long form. We're in it for the long game. You know, how are we going to marry this virtual world, possibly in the future, with a more in person world? Or how is that transition going to happen? Um, and I do think you know, like every dark time in history, we've talked about this a little bit, Jessica, that there's a, there's usually a renaissance of art that comes from it um, because people have lived through something really difficult um, and the way they process it is a lot of the times through art, whether it be in the moment or post, um, after it's been digested and the trauma has been reflected upon. But it does, it makes me excited to hear you talk about artists coming to you and wanting to be a part of something and get their work out there uh in a in a new form that is foreign to them and you know all this has a learning curve you know when we signed on to this we're just you know figuring out our sign our sound and and how to get everything set up correctly so we're all having to kind of start from square run one which is really interesting um so switching gears a little bit, you obviously are both mothers. So before COVID happened, you were balancing parenthood with running this nonprofit, which is in and of itself uh, a huge accomplishment. But how was balancing parenthood through, you know, creating this virtual platform, being home with your your family? I mean, Megan, you said this is the first day you've had childcare. I mean, I can't Really wrap my mind around it. So, can you tell us a little bit how that was? How you made it happen? Any tips for our audience listeners?
0: (laughs) I don't know. Oh my gosh, tips? I don't know. Just it's a it's a daily figure. It's a complete resetting as much as you can. For me, it was a complete resetting of expectation and and um, how far ahead to look and i i'm i i am a planner i like <laughs> deadlines i like to be able to see where i'm going and the big picture and this entire experience has taught me that like living in uncertainty um there is a way to do that um it, it's not going to kill me <laughs> it's right. not going to kill my family um so that i don't know if i necessarily have like advice that would be helpful to anybody but I do think it was a. Ama- what I am trying to do is just shift my expectations and my um long-term it's just a different like distance that I'm looking at right um, we're
1: planning for like the next day as opposed because right. I'm a planner too and I just you know Kara and I both are very type a in that way I'm like all right what is tomorrow and then what is the next day and taking it one at a time and giving yeah. ourselves as much grace as we can, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, totally. and I think in as the, as folks in this industry there's been an evolving conversation before this, right? Because um, you know, I the <laughs> thinking about when I got pregnant and the kind of uh the kind of fear real genuine fear about work and even revealing that you're pregnant. Um, There's a really, uh, there's a really wonderful actor, Broadway actress who's who's a mom in the neighborhood with me. And she was saying, you know, and she said that she, she put on on social media when she was, she first got pregnant and they, someone posted the American theater will miss you. (laughs) I've heard that story. We had that. I believe we've had her on. Oh, okay. So Yeah. yeah. And it's it's a, it was so that whole um that whole thing right it even though I we had been both kind of Danielle and I are constantly talking about how to normalize parenthood you know for mm. the you know f- as you know and making it front and center is has front and center the last six months <laughs> <things I'm like, laughs> because they're in the meeting with us so you know it's it's. When you talk about giving yourself grace, there's also this superwoman thing, right? That has just isn't, just isn't during this time. You can't, you cannot fake it till you make it even. Right. But
1: isn't it so hard to switch that? I mean, Kara and I were literally texting about this this morning. (laughs) Like I literally wrote the word super mom. You know what I mean? Like we we're so it's so ingrained in us to take on all the things and be everything to everyone. And the guilt we have when someone else has to pick up the slack. I mean,
2: but we can't do it. This is not sustainable for the long term. I my kids, you know, they watch They, I mean, yesterday I. I think because because I was doing my version of I was doing my my shift on the pod. So the kids were playing for a long time. <laughs> I mean, <I've, laughs> This is a that was the longest day without screen with and it wasn't a totally screen free day. Don't get me wrong. But it was the f- first in a long time. I mean, I would have never thought that my kids would be on the screens or mm-hmm. video games or everything. Oh, else. I know. Like, that would never be in the in my agenda, but I have no choice. I have had no choice. I haven't had. There's nowhere else for them to go or do, you know. And so, anyway, so yeah, and forgiving, yeah, you, you know, you just have to say, and and then of course I'm sure it comes up again and again. Gotten to know my kids, right? Never spent yeah. this much time in their whole lives. <laughs> them. Yep. So so there there is a there is a kind of special bizarre thing about this time because we all know that the only reason we have jobs in this industry is because we've hustled our asses off so long. Right. Yeah, And th- and part of that is we got to have our, we got to have childcare. We got to, we got to, we got to balance and juggle so much to just be a wor- working parent. And then to have a reason to be around our kids this much is like one of the only silver linings of this whole thing, you know, I'd say. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it definitely, I th- I think sometimes it helps me to think about the fact that when my kids are older, they're not going to want to have anything to do with me. And I'm going <laughs> to, this is some, this is like something that gets kind of gets me through things and it, and it's like, okay, well, they're, they're going to just be off wherever they are and they're not going to want to have, like, just spend a moment with me. So Lucky me to be with young children during a pandemic.
1: <laughs> Take it, try to, Yeah, I mean, try to remember that and and just soak in those moments, right? Like soak I mean, in the fact that you're doing imaginative play and improving all day,
0: every <laughs> so day. So much singing, so much drawing, so, I mean, so much, so much. Fun. I've also it's like I've also gotten to see. You know, my um my girls were not super. They were just getting, like, they weren't super close. Like, Emmy sort of, like, looked at her little sister from afar for a long time and was like, great, the baby stays there, and I'm in my personal space over here, and it's a very large bubble, and the baby's just doing what the baby's doing. And now they're, like, besties, because otherwise they don't have anybody to play with. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And that's been really, I don't know, who knows if that'll last, but, like, that's been really, like... It's like, okay, let's grab onto that moment and keep it for a minute. And then like, let's grab onto like the funny, really, really funny thing that the the toddler says or the, the joke that the, that Emmy says, she's like an amazing joke teller right now. Like, let me just piece those moments together and maybe I can get through it. This isn't, this isn't a tip,
2: but it's like, like a, something that happened to me, <laughs> which is I was getting my, oh sorry, I was getting my desk ready, right? I was finally making a place for myself to sit and work after six months in the apartment. (laughs) After six months. Yes. And I found the the stack of pictures that I had printed two years ago with the intention of putting them in the baby book (laughs) that I never had actually put in the baby book. So I like did like a I did a hack job and like cut him up and slapped him in there. But I was like, I am the best mom in the whole world. And <laughs> <laughs> so and and, you know, they, they have those things where you write little things, you write notes about what they were doing when they were teething or, you know, little anecdotes. And it says year four. <laughs> Sorry. So I wrote a little note to my son about the pandemic and his experience in the pandemic. And I realized that it's not gonna last forever, okay? (laughs) It's not gonna last forever. It might last a very long time, but it's not gonna last forever. And then one day in this book, he's gonna look back at this piece of his little history and know that it wasn't forever. But it's so hard to hold on to that when the data is just so intense. And you know, and Going through remote learning and decisions about school and decisions—all of these overwhelming idea- things in 2020—it's <laughs> uh, hard to hold on to that. It's not going to be forever that we're that that's happening in their little lives. So,
0: it, it's like just impossible decisions every single day. <laughs> It's. De- I think most
3: of motherhood is decision fatigue in general, right? You have to make decisions about everything, like what shoes to buy them, what to pack them for lunch, what jacket is going to be right, what tutor do you need for this? I mean, it's constant decision making. And then add on top this global pandemic and every decision is so heavy. Every decision you make is so weighted. And I think that that the decision fatigue. I saw it in a post probably two months ago and I was like, ding, 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 ding. That is it. That is what I'm feeling right now. Yeah. My God, for me, it's like, I have to decide what we're
1: eating for dinner every night. And I've never had to do that. I'm normally at the theater.
0: Someone right. else is
1: figuring it out. Right. I'm exhausted.
0: Right. No, it's no. true. And also like, yeah, like I I used to know I had this like rhythm of how to get everybody, like how to get ready for the next day at night. I had a rhythm for how to get everybody like breakfast and out the door. And then they still need breakfast, but somehow it's completely different.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I've I've, like lost my fit. Like there's a physical movement that I used to do every day that I have lost in terms of like a, just like a choreography and I don't have it anymore. I mean, I, it's,
1: Ladies, I, I, it's so helpful to hear y'all say that. <laughs> you
0: know what I mean? I mean, we,
1: we talk about it to a certain degree on other episodes, but I think this is like the, the first time since that we've really broken down the ins and outs and the detail of just what we're feeling in this moment. And perhaps that's because we're six months in now, you know, and we're recognizing that this is going to be our, for now, normal for a while, mm-hmm. um, ugh, which is it maddening. Is-
3: it's a bad night. When you were talking about the photos and writing the note to your son, I I think about, I mean, we've, we've documented as a family this time really well. We're taking pictures of everything that we're doing. We went for a hike. Let's take a picture, you know, trying to make an event out of everything. Mm-hmm. And when I look back at the photos from the beginning of this time, it feels so different, right? So even just documenting how different it feels now, I think- Gives, I, don't, I don't know if hope is the right word, but gives perspective on the fact that it isn't going to last forever. And it is an ever kind of evolving situation of uncertainty, yes, but it's not stagnant in a very bizarre way, even though it feels like it is, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. the emotions associated with lockdown and the panic and kind of, we went into this high adrenaline survival mode yeah. We're in a different portion of that now. You know, yeah. we're still in survival mode, but it looks and
2: feels different. Yeah, um, we got the fanny pack and the fanny pack has the hand sanitizer in it. Yes. got the mask and the kids know the mask that they like and the ones that they don't like. Yeah. And you're just like, so you got the extra mask in the fanny. Like, it's like you, you do have, it, it's a different. There's yeah. not the same panic. <laughs> right. No,
3: there, and I, I know, remember I in the beginning being like, "Do I have? I have to. I have to get masks for the whole family. Is that? Is that I know that's something I do. Really. Like I
0: couldn't wrap my head around it.
1: <laughs> another I decision. Another, another all the decisions. Yeah. yeah, all the decisions. And and well,
0: a, they even, you know, like my kids will even be like, oh, "That person's not wearing a mask.
1: Yeah, or Mine like yeah. I have. We
0: have to keep our distance. Mm-hmm. So it's just." I don't know, sadly, we've all sort of like grown and learned a yeah. little bit and been able to like figure out how to move and be in these, in this world. And it just makes it with little kids. It just makes then it easier to like all that anxiety about going outside or going somewhere. Like it just alleviates that just enough mm-hmm. to be able to actually do, do something, do something and make it feel like a different day.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, well, ladies, as we look toward the future, right? Um, can you tell us a little bit about what the tank has planned for? What is? What do the next six months look like for you guys? I mean, what have y'all decided, and and how you know how can our listeners support you? Or,
2: um, we have a couple of really large projects, and I'm just gonna talk about them, right? Please do. Yeah. I think yeah. you Okay. Oh, oh, you were asking to. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I got to say. It. I just say it. <laughs> So we are doing a, an adaptation of Prometheus Bound that's being directed by Ron Jha, who's an incredible uh, young director who has been in residency at the Tank for the last couple of years, has, has directed some wonderful co-productions. And we're essentially staging it on a, in an empty theater and going to film it very sim- cinematically. Um, and it's just uh, uh, the... Uh, so we're figuring it out. <laughs> for that uh we're just trying this experiment basically and doing it with remote rehearsals choreography in the park uh you know under the media and production guidelines from the state that we're we've all learned um so it's a it's a big try and then um after that we are doing a project with a conceptual artist and sculptor named pedro reyes um that is a project called Manana Land. Um, which invent visions uh, envisions a utopian future where the current political uh, uh, traumas of the moment are behind us and what that might look like. So Manana land is a project that brings together a g- group of five d- very different writers um who Johnny Lloyd, our newly appointed director of artistic development has has put together this team. And essentially, we're making this uh, experience that's going to be a uh, a augmented reality scavenger hunt that takes place in the five boroughs of New York Um, (gasps) that sounds so exciting I love a scavenger hunt with this app uh, scavenger and so you're going to be able to kind of enter manana land uh, through these through these uh, scavenger hunts that happen on your device um, and see different things as you look it around, look around. with So those are the big projects that we've got cooking right now. And then, you know, we're continuing our cyber tank programming. We have people submitting every day where there's going to be a big push. Um, it's the four year anniversary of our series Fast and Furious, which is a short form fear, uh, which is a short form uh, work in progress uh, series where artists respond to current events of the past seven days with short works. We've been doing oh, this for four years, wonder why. And mm-hmm. uh, and so <laughs> this next month is really going to be dedicated to programming around Fast and Furious and giving our artists a forum to uh, educate one another about the, the direct political actions that they're doing and also present work. So that's what we have cooking. Just that's a couple of things.
1: <laughs> I, I want to I wanna watch and join in on all of them. I, I literally
2: am like... Oh, that's good. Ooh, I want to do that. Even if you're in Cali, there'll be a way to experience a scavenger hunt in your own home. So stay tuned. Ooh. Fun.
1: That sounds awesome. And you guys, you can find them at thetanknyc.org, right? Everything will be
3: listed on there.
2: Everything's yep. there. All that. It.
3: And for any of our listeners who want to submit work, is that also on the website where they submit?
2: Yeah, you can go to the tank and we, we operate under open open submissions for cybertank. So if you have something you really want to make and you just haven't sort of figured out how to do it we can help you with platforms we'll help you with marketing and press and get your work out there so so yeah visit our website and you can submit your projects to Cybertank. and you can donate to support the tank oh yeah we'll take it because <laughs> <laughs> we we both we both decided you know on march 15th that we were going to push and even if we were covered in babies we're gonna open this theater again. So every little dollar that you can contribute helps us support artists. We're able to pay artists with CyberTank. We're able to keep our space going. And so every every dollar we stretch it as far as we can. So thanks in advance. Thank,
3: thank you.
1: Thank y'all for making that commitment and and deciding to do that and all the work you're doing. It's fantastic. And all while pandemic parenting with your small children. So. Um, thank you, ladies, for making time today. I love this conversation. I was—I know,
3: I did too. Yeah, I'm. In, I'm inspired by you guys, truly. I mean, the fact that what everything that you've been able to accomplish during this time—it's possible.
2: It's not easy, but it's possible. It is. Just give yourself a break and just yeah. get up and look in the mirror and say nothing's going to fucking stop me, and you'll be fine. Yes, <laughs> yes. I love it.
1: We can, oh. our thing. <laughs> we can do hard things. We can do hard things. Thank you so much, ladies. Be well and um, stay safe.
0: Thank you too. A-
1: Thanks for having I'm us. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Mama's Talking Loud. Special shout-outs to Rachel Spencer Hewitt for our fabulous graphic, Kristen Anderson Lopez, Bobby Lopez, and Justin Ward Weber for our awesome theme song. Our producers, Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, and of course, the Broadway Podcast Network
3: for bringing us to you. If you like what you're hearing and you want to keep the conversation going, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And of course, subscribe and review us wherever you listen to your podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in.